All right, Andrew, let's let's get going. So uh, before we start, we have a couple of dates coming up. You have yeah. uh, you have uh, uh, restarted your talk with Alexander Bard. Yes, back by popular demand, Sweeney versus Bard will. Um, we will be talking about the metapolitical landscape or something like that uh, of the Ukraine, Ukraine war, just what's going on underneath that. Um, so I, it'll be interesting to get Alexander's perspective on all that stuff. That will be an open event, right? It will be open. People will be invited uh, for Q&A. Right. So we'll have a, we'll have a dialogue and then, uh, and then uh, everybody's, everybody can come. Right. Fantastic. Okay. But these are always super interesting talks. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're doing that again. Yeah, and we only, we've only had about four this year. We've had less Sweeney versus Bard, you know, conversations this year. And this is the first time where it's just the two of us. Usually we have three or four people. So right. it's kind of like we're going back to like where we started, which was um, hours and hours of, of discussion, just the two of us. Yeah, and we yeah. brought in Thomas Halmerick and Cadell and a lot of other people. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so we're having just, you know, the first kind of one-on-one -on -one conversation Nice. after a long time. Nice. All right. Okay. So that, and um, then the layman course, the layman Pascal course on rebuilding spirituality that starts April 17th, that's nearly sold out. So if everybody, uh, somebody, still want to catch uh, one last ticket you find it on the website again it starts next next week i think the 17th oh, there's only one ticket left uh, there are a couple of couple of tickets couple of tickets know? okay so, okay well layman's uh, an extraordinary guy and uh, i'm sure it'll be very very interesting yeah i think so too and then uh april 24th uh, um, there's an open event like a book event with Daniel Fraga about his new book, Ontological Design. That's also an open event and people can, uh, what do you call it, like sign in also on the website. And May 1st will be the talk with Alexander and Zach Stein and Mark Gaffney. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of the month, I, there'll be a, a big conversation with, um, with Zach Stein, Alexander. Yeah. Zach and Alexander and, um, And, uh, and Mark, Mark Gaffney, three sort of, uh, let's say, big minds. Yeah, well, galaxy minds. Right. Yeah, um, This yeah, is an expression that, I, that, that I've seen floating around. They're, they're all kind of galaxy minds. And so what do they do uh, <laughs> when their different galaxies kind of meet? And uh, right. that would be very interesting. Mm, on, the, on the difference between Eros and Libido. So I think that's a very interesting topic. Yes, it, it is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess Alexander will be covering the Freudian Hegelian angle and um, Mark will be, you know, Mark's a rabbi. So he'll be talking about, um, he's sort of a postmodern rabbi, he could say, or a integral rabbi. I guess he wouldn't like the word postmodern, but, you know, he's, he's a sort of progressive rabbi and, and um, he writes, he talks a lot about sexuality in, in, in an interesting way. And then, and then Zach is a theorist of education right uh, and, and a lot of things uh, very sharp mind you know i think most people in, in our networks know these guys so yeah yeah because i like you know before we we started the talk we talked about honing energy you know and honing sexual energy and you know mm. either, either going the libidinal way and express it in form of you know sexual dating and and uh, achievements in the world or you have like the more eros kind of uh, mm. 
thing. Mm, uh, yeah. Which would be more like, like a, a honing of Kundalini and more like, you know, an enamorment of cosmos. Let's say it, let's, let's express it like this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost the extrovert and the introvert or the contemplative versus the man of action. Something like that. Yeah. The, the lover and the, the hermit, something like this. No. Yeah, maybe. But then the yogi is kind of, he, I wouldn't call him just a hermit necessarily. He can, he can act in the world as well, right. but, sure. but, 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 but there's a contemplative aspect to that. And there's a, you know, mastery of the subtle energies and, and all right. that. Yeah. So these are our dates coming up. Please yeah. join in if you want to, because I had, I had an idea, Andrew. I have, a, I, have a, I have a, I have a theory that I want to propose. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> so are you up? Do you have a new neologism for us this time? Like you had a really good one, uh, a ratiopathy. I thought. Yeah. Um, which no, was, maybe we uh, come up with something. I haven't, mm -hmm. but I have a theory, and mm -hmm. it's about uh, it's about celebrity. Uh oh. Um, and so maybe it's a it's a little bit. Uh, I, I think to fully explain it, I need like 10 minutes or so. But if you give me the time, I, I, I will go at it. And so the idea, basically, have you, have you read Sloterdijk? No. So, so he has written one book. It's called, in German, it's called Du musst dein Leben ändern. You have to change your life. Mm -hmm. And the basic idea is of that book that, uh, that the idea of an anthropotechnique, that's what he's called it. Mm -hmm. And so he says everything what we do is basically a discipline. Right. And so he, the foundation mm -hmm. of what he's saying is that he recognized the autopoetic nature of our beings. And so what he means by it, everything you do is set up in a way that when you do it next time, you would do it better. Right. And so mm -hmm. imagine, imagine you're doing a course and you first you stumble and then you get better and then you develop the course it gets bigger and so on and so forth yeah right or, or else or, it disappears it it falls back into oblivion or yeah exactly mm -hmm. or yeah. you know if you if you're talking about celebrities you, as a normal person you can't really go to a, like a talk show like jimmy fallon because we're not trained for this you know so these actors these celebrities they go you know through smaller events and then they get bigger and bigger so to their like kind of fit enough and savvy enough to uh, uh, go on Jimmy Kimmel without any blunders, right? And so, right. You know, every, and so everything what we do basically is a technique, as a, as a discipline, you know, everything. And so, and it's not really a modernistic thought, but more, you know, a thought about the process nature of our consciousness and how we act within the world. And you can apply it to everything, how you maintain your garden or how you parent your children, Every time you learn something, you want to you want to get better, which brings us to the question: Okay, so what kind of anthropotechnique or discipline is acting, right? And being a celebrity, because of of course there's like this fame aspect, and you know, but what is it really about? And so that was the 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 question that I had, and so then I was like, Are you still with me at that point? Yeah, well, I was thinking of when you were meant when you were talking about that. I was thinking of Artaud, you know, uh, this French uh, kind of theater guy who wrote the theater and his double, um, and he had this he had this kind of 
he had this idea that that yeah he said the actor was was an athlete of the heart so so i guess of a, a, a pathos of emotion of, of um inhabiting all the different you know um, emotional roles right um, exactly. so so uh, so he's not an intellectual he's not uh, he's not working with abstraction or it's often why when you hear act, actors talk about what they do it's often boring or something it's like it doesn't touch on what they actually are doing <laughs> because it's just the theory or it's just the blah 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 I, I completely agree. And, you know, there's also like this this uh, thing in Zen Buddhism that you have like acting as a craft to achieve some form of enlightenment, like the tea ceremony or binding flowers or whatever, so or, oh. or Kyoto. And so you have obviously a technique, a discipline by which you can achieve something, right? And you mm -hmm. just... I think that what you just... Well, the tea say, ceremony is, is like a microcosm for your whole life, right? Right. And and uh, and and you you it's it's you engage in this ritual of attention, you know, which 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 is a microcosm for how you would behave in the rest of your life, right? Right. Or 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 it restores you and, and revivifies you and, and aligns you and, and brings together heaven and earth, so to speak. Right. So so when you we go into into the world, you um, you're more attentive and you're not swallowed up by just the the chaos of existence exactly but the point still is okay acting also is a zen technique right mm -hmm. so why is that and the question and i think you already answered it in some form but you know just for the sake of for the sake of the argument it's like when we we look at celebrity and movie stars we tend to look at our moment you know what what is happening right now mm -hmm. and so it's mm -hmm. like everybody is talking about this will smith incident And I was asking yeah. myself, okay, why is that? And then I, you know, I, I was trying to think not only in our contemporary culture, but look at the art form, at the discipline itself, how it emerged, how old it is, and where it's supposed to go. Mm -hmm. And so because in, in the West, acting, at least in the modern form, exists like for, what, 100 years? You know, the big yeah. movie studios existed, you know, started like 1910, something around that, you know, the big ones, Warner Brothers mm -hmm. and Paramount mm -hmm. and so And the, the, so, okay, we have 100 years in the past. And the question is, what will happen in the next, let's, let's say, 400 years? And let's look at it at a bigger scale, mm -hmm. right? And so for the last, I would say, 90 years, the image of the movie star was kind of the same, you know, that no interiority, mm -hmm. only surface, and this kind of Gary Grant kind of, image with a certain st style how they dressed and how they behaved mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and it's still like you, you can see that in, in George Clooney because he's cut from the same cloth in a kind of way and for mm -hmm. 80, 80 kind of years that image that was projected onto culture from, from that kind of discipline that was the same so there were of course some you know scandals in the 50s you know With when, when actors kind of misbehaved, but that was kind of localized because, you know, the people in Beverly Hills certainly knew that what, ha what was happening, but not the people in France. So that was not, you know, the people in France or in Europe, they were just having these big constructed images of what a movie star is about. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, but then something happened with social media, right? And suddenly the interiority 
of the movie sta stars came into focus. Hmm. Right? So after 80 years. And so, and so kind of the... Um, you could say the real invades the, the archetype or the something like that. Yeah, the interiority uh, uh, disrupts the exteriority. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And so, and that was always when that happened in the last... So the, is that because there's no, uh, no boundary between private life and public life anymore? Yeah, because ev every, every movie star now has a Twitter handle, you know, and can post every bullshit they want. Yeah. You know, so the technology changed the way we interact now with celebrities and movie stars. Yeah. And so, but the interesting thing is in the last five years, or let's say 15 years, what was happening was all these ugly incidents where, where let's say the it. That where the was, monster uh, reveals itself. Yeah, uh, where the behind. it that was suppressed for 80 years now yeah. came out. Like think of, you know, all the scandals with Britney Spears and Paris Hill and sex tapes. Yeah, mm. Bill Cosby, the sex tapes, uh, Mel Gibson's tirades, and 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 now you know this weird incident with Will Smith, and so you mm. ask yourself why is that it coming out in that strange way, you know why is the personality of those people like coming into focus and you know not in a curated way that's the point here but in a, in a well in they a, try to curate it even on Twitter handles right they they they, they they attempt to curate it and and like they're, they're they're still trying to hold on to a to the uh to the image right and and maybe it's like maybe that kind of image is 20 is a 20th century uh, phenomenon that you could have this public image and it would be completely separate from your your private existence maybe that's in a way, when the global village comes comes on online, then then everybody's privacy is, is is invaded, unless you go off into the forest and become a monk. So, so uh, so so yeah. So the the interiority is is on display for everybody to see, and you can't you can't uh, you can't have this watertight, sealed, hermetic um, life anymore. Right. Okay. So the, now the, 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 the glitch in the matrix of every, every persona is, is appearing. Right, Andrew. I think we're nearly there with my argument okay. because that's where we are right now. Inter exteriority is disrupted by interiority. The, mm -hmm. the image crumbled. And that was, you know, that was, had been sustained for 80, 90 years, let's say it like yeah. this. So what will happen in the next? Because it's a discipline. Don't forget that. It's an it's a anthropo technique. What will happen in the next 200, 300 years? Yeah, and apocalypse. I, this is what no, apocalypse is. Yeah, no, but right? no, I mean, yeah. in, terms of, in terms of movie stardom, because I think our Western culture mm. needs these kinds of self reflections. So, what I, my thesis is that the interiority breaks forth in a very ugly way because it's basically the suppressed it that comes out. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. in the next couple of decades, it will be curated. So that we have a new kind of uh, movie star that mm -hmm. is not only an image, but a very curated way of also being in the world where they can express a kind of be behavior, what they're trying to do now, like, like private behavior, which is, which is completely out of glass mm -hmm. because it's, you know, 
So because well, I was not- thinking about like in terms of superheroes, right? There are so many fucking superhero movies. Everybody got so tired of them and, and they're always the same and, and they're mega billion dollar, you know, things. And some of them are pretty good, but, but most of them are shit. And, and there's this fatigue of the superhero. Right. And then you get a, a movie like The Joker, which is like, what's going on here? Because the superhero is no longer the superhero. There's this, there's this realist, edgy realism that's kind of scary. Right. Um, I, I, you notice, I think that happened in the Batman movie as well uh, the, the, uh, with, with uh, the early Batman movie, which was very edgy. And, you know, so we moved from this sort of idealized fantasy world you know, Hollywood, Disney, Disneyfied fantasy world into this edgy hyper-realism. Right. In a way, they're both extremes, right? And, and you have to come back and re-enchant the world a little bit and then, and then, and then, and then, and then introduce a bit more realism because realism in, on its own is, you know, I, I like what Werner Herzog says. He says, it's just like real cinema is just like, it's like boring, right? Because it's just, it's just realism. There's no style. Right. It's just, it's just, it's just documentary style filmmaking. And, and that's, that kind of sucks as well. Right. So I think, it, I think like the, 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 uh, the superhero uh, uh, hyper mythology is, is as exhausts itself, uh, you know, and then we have the, 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 you know, cinema verite or what is super realism kind of like, you know, uh, and that tragic, you know, that kind of, gets that's that sort of dull as well and then we have to re-enchant the world and it goes kind of back and forth between enchantment and and uh, and the real right um, but but we don't want just the real because the real it's just, it's just boring you know there's no there's no there's no mythos in it um yeah, but you now what? you're talking now you're talking about movies in itself the art yeah. form what i'm talking mm-hmm. about is why do we have celebrity and what's the societal function of celebrity why do we have that Why, why does our society seem to need it? You know, it's like that, that's the question. What, what is the, what's the entrepotechnic, the discipline behind it? Uh, you know, and because now there's an interiority. What do you do with this on the long mm. run? Well, that's, I mean, if you look at a guy like Will, Will Smith, as you say, there is no interiority there. No, now there is. That's the point. And then and, and, and the shock of this event is like, oh, this is a real guy. And he gets he's violent. By- he did something violent. You know? Yeah, and, and it's it's we're, we're he actually to- has a life. He's not just a, a he's not just an, an archetype, but you know, an empty archetype that you know we can project whatever we want we want onto. Right. He's, so now we um, now we know that he gets harassed by his wife on a daily basis. That's you know because all the videos come up now where she's basically a super witch trying to put him down. You know, and and mm-hmm. we know now. Uh, What kind of in, what kind of relationship he's in, and yeah. why he acts the way he acts? Well, I go back to the the sort of the Buddhist thing is when you're in the heaven realm, you know, you start to fall into the hell realm, right? So, so the, these Hollywood uh, people live in this ridiculously lavish and, and existence, and then, but 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 then that that starts to, that 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 starts to crumble. Exactly. And so what happens if that crumble, that dirty, messy interiority, when that's, you know, when that's cleaned up? And that's the question that I have. 
You when know? they clean it up again? Yeah, no. So because, again, we had eight. Well, can they clean it up? I mean, is yes, it out? My, of, is the genie what, out of the bottle? Is yeah? Or, I think know, that's the point. Is the is the um? I think that's the point. Andrew. Has the Pandora's box been opened too wide? No, there's no there's no going back. Or or or, or are we entering this period of super chaos? No, I'm I'm just talking about I'm just talking about celebrity, right? And mm -hmm. we had exteriority. Now we have messy. Messy interiority yeah. and, so, and, and real, real in, lives and with, I think you know, in, dramatic. Yeah, I think uh, in the long run, there will still be celebrity and it will be, uh, it will have like a, how do I, how do I phrase that? Um, an idolized version of how you should behave in daily life because that was mm -hmm. always... The kind of okay, so that what's the next ideal? Is that is that your question? Yeah. What, what's the you know the the, the old ideal was Marilyn Monroe, Cary Grant, you know, uh, you know, moving into let's say, uh, um, I don't know, the postmodern era with with uh, Tarantino and and this whatever, and then and then where are we now? And what's the next ideal? Exactly, yeah. and so because Hollywood. And act as was the, the implication was always to have an idol or something, an Im image of how we should behave. That's what movies are about. You have mm -hmm. this given situation. You have and the how we should myth, behave. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. and so and so when you have the, the classical um, movie star, you have a form of decorum in behavior, right? So the mm -hmm. classical Cary Grant, he he knew how to behave. Right in in, in, a, in a social setup, but the way, world is way more complex now. So the question is, how do you behave in in these times? And well, the is, is the next movie star going to be a post-human uh, kind of uh, you know? Just I, I don't think so. But what what I'm saying is that that the demand on celeb on a celebrity to be perfect. Um, how can anybody be perfect and? and how can that not crumble? And isn't that built into celebrityhood? Exactly. Like, isn't hell built into heaven? Like, you know, this, this perfect life, it, it, it seems as actually, you know, divorces and rehab and <laughs> cocaine and, you know, um, and, uh, you know, just... Again, again, it's a discipline. There are people who fail and there will be people who fare better, you know? And I think the people who fare, uh, fare the best, who do mm -hmm. it the best... That will be in the next two hundred years, you know, the 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 most famous celebrity. And they would need a private life. Their private if lives. They spill will their be... private lives onto Twitter. They're they're dead. But can they have a private life in this in the this no, world where there's cameras and that, everywhere? And, and that that private mm -hmm. life will be completely under uh, un, under observation, you know. So mm -hmm. so they will be. Um, constantly observed by the public. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. How do we build like boundaries here? Like we need, we need private lives. We need, we need to, we need boundaries. We, we I don't you know. know how to we, say that. we consumers. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, but we're talking still about you know, basically hundred people, the top mm -hmm. tier of celebrities that will be under constant observation and will act as a form of what is what is I'm, I'm constantly looking for the word but i'm not let me look it up um a model for everybody else uh yeah a model a paragon an example you know a so paragon, a role okay. model you a know and, mm -hmm. and so the, the, you know because 
celebrity is always about being a role model. And at the moment, it doesn't work quite well because of this influx of interiority. But I think like in the long run... Well, maybe they're not really role models. They're kind of fake role models. Yeah, that's exactly my point. But they're... I mean, okay, but can we create... Or do you want... Is it... Are we just going to keep creating new fake role models? <laughs> or no, like what's, it, what's the change are you trying to put your finger on here, Tom? That's what I don't... I mean, how is it going to be different than it was, you know, in the past hundred years? Okay, so, okay, very easy. You have an, a, a curated exteriority, right? Gary yep. Grant, right? Sure. And interiority doesn't play any role. And then now the last 15 years, interiority comes in, but it's not curated. It's messy. And it's dirty. Yeah, we have to know about everybody's sex lives. And I think in the long and, run, that would be the the interiority will be equally on display as the exteriority, you know, and will serve still the celebrity will still serve as a role model, but also like how you behave in daily life. And so imagine imagine a constant reality show where you can see like a person like Will Smith acting out some things from their private life but in the way that it's socially accepted and where it's it not sounds like the simulacrum completely like um in a way uh where there is no interiority and exteriority everything is just happening simultaneously exactly and i think that's where celebrity will go not mm -hmm. for the normal people but just like because i think society needs that kind of well, it's already kind of going going that way. Right. We see, uh, I don't know, what is this new age kind of lady talking about her orgasms on Netflix and, and, and you know, and, and health and wellness. And she, it's like a, she's become, she's an actor that's become an, I can't remember her name, but become a lifestyle brand or, or whatever. And, and so the camera is always in her living room and in her house and in her, you know, it's... Um, and she's always trying to be ordinary, just like me and you. And so there is no like it's like it's like everybody is doing method acting in a sense, right? And then and they're but they're method acting acting themselves, right? Yeah. And so yeah, exactly. And so, but again, I think that gets boring after a while. I, I don't think that's very interesting. I think that's like again, that's like cool media. That's like Marshall McLuhan's cool media. It's it's very casual and. It doesn't, there's no, there's no theater involved and we have to get back to like theatrics. And yeah, but the point with interiority is that you suddenly see neurosis and trauma. That's what you see. You saw it by, you know, with Paris Hilton, you saw it with Mel Gibson, you see it now with Will Smith. And so the art form will be how to deal with neurosis because you can't just. You mean, you mean, you mean Hollywood movies, Hollywood movie stars, it'll be like psychoanalysis, uh, I think the, the, uh, the you know on display or, or no. Or I think what? the future movie star will have a double life: one where he makes movies or whatever, but the other part will be like like to how do you oh, act mm -hmm. properly with neurosis? You know. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Well, so there's your art form, and then there's the commentary on your art form, uh, which has to cut like that, in, in a way that that's kind of. Everybody's comment. There's a meta com There's a meta commentary on every everything that happens today. It's like there's the thing that happens, and then there's the commentary on it. Right. And, and if it, it seems like you have to do everything, you have to you have to be the actor, and then you have to be the, the meta commentator on the, on your acting, and and you have to explain yourself. And I, I don't know if that's a great thing. Actually, I think 
I think that it takes away the mystery of the thing. Everything becomes too explicit. Yeah. Because what's powerful about the early Hollywood act, you know, actors and actresses, much more powerful than actresses today. They're so much more powerful in the thirties and in silent films. And, you know, the early, even in the sixties, you know, Bridget Bardot, they're so much more powerful than the actors are today because the actors today are so casual. They're so ordinary. They're so banal, right? They're not theatrical. Um, maybe it's nostalgia that I'm talking about, but, but I think, I think that, I think that if the real art form has to be this sort of theat, it has to be theatrical and archetypal and, 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 and um, I, yeah, I, not I, I, personal, not, not, not blah, 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 not like ordinary. It's too ordinary. Um, uh, the, 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 you know, Netflix and all that, it's, it's, it's too banal and ordinary. We have to go beyond, not always, but, but that's the thing that, uh, yeah, that I sucks. completely agree. I, I mm -hmm. think, you know, what will happen is that, you know, the actor becomes absolutely transparent mm -hmm. and will enact the, uh, the mystique. And the the drama, yeah, the archetypal stuff in their private life for everybody to see. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what will happen. But Because then, but then, where's the theater? Because there still has to be a separation. I think. I mean, how could? Doesn't there have to be a separation between the private? Between, I mean, isn't? I don't know. Madonna interesting because of her theatrics, not because of her. Boring personal life. I mean, I remember seeing. I remember being seeing that movie she made about Madonna in bed or whatever. And it was yeah. so stupid because it was like, who cares about her and her stupid personal life and <laughs> her bedroom and her makeup? And I mean, people do care about that, but that took the entire mystery away from uh, um, her, 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 who she was as 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 a um, as a as a persona, right? So, uh, so I think that yeah. you know what. This is exactly my point. The question mm -hmm. is, where does it lead to? Where does In the long lead run? To? Why, why do actors try to do that, or celebrities? Why are well, we so, uh, maybe why the are tension we so of being being inhabited by an archetype is too terrible, so uh, so that they feel like they need to confess, "Oh, I'm a human being too," and then show everybody their 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 dog and their. But and yeah, again, why are and we so infatuated with celebrity in our Because culture? we're too infatuated with with psychologizing every, everybody and everything and 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 and, and getting going into their personal lives. No, but that wasn't the case with Marlene Dietrich. You would just see her on the screen and you were you Yeah. You know. So why do we you know you have what I'm trying to But I mean Marlene that's when I'm that's when that's when Hollywood movie stars were powerful and archetypal. Exactly. When they had a hidden world, when there was a there was a there's an extreme mystery in, in, uh, to them, um, and their art was what mattered, not their uh, their their um, you know their their personal life. I mean, there would be gossip columns probably back then, or what are they up to? But but yeah. they wouldn't reveal very much, and and that would that's good. But we so we need to bring back this pri privacy, this this. Intense privacy, this intense mystery, and I don't and think not, it goes there. I, I, mm -hmm. you know, because you can't, you can't uh, put the, you know, how did you phrase it? Put the genie. You, can, back you can't the, put the uh, genie back in the bottle. No, what I think the 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 larger development is is you know that 
the actor will be transparent in a way that he can enact the drama and the archetypes in their personal life for everybody to see. That will happen. And they're already trying. Well, isn't that what they're trying to do? But exactly. do you think that works? Do, do you, I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm not convinced. No, because now it's messy. Now it's the it coming out, you know, and mm -hmm. breaking forth. And that's always messy, you know. That's always messy, but after a while... Well, in a way, what you're talking about is the actor has to become enlightened in a sense. So there is no gap between the private and the personal. So the actor has to become... Um, the, the, the ego has to die in, in, the, in the actor so that he can become the ultimate expression of, of the real or of truth. Now we're getting somewhere because we talked about mm -hmm. acting as a Zen technique, right? Yeah. And you, you also said, what did you say? What the, what the artists say? It's like the expression of love or what did you say? Oh, uh, the, well, no, the heart, like, well, you know, uh, our, uh, Anton Artaud said the art of acting is, the, is it's like an, it's like a art athletics of the heart. Yeah, but so it's it, inhabiting all the emotional states. Yeah, but this is it's a very form of uh, you know I like I look at no, but you look and, at and traditional this is a form Indian of dance. There, there, there's these emotional states. Um, they're very clear that you dance. You dance. The, there's this, the states of the goddess, and they're very archetypal emotional states, and um, they're called the rasas, the feeling um, textures, and 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 you inhabit that. But it's but not you. But it's not your personal life. It's 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 uh, it's uh, the you has to kind of the, the the personality has to dissolve into the into the. Um, yeah, but that is a form of enlightenment, Andrew. Yes, a, yes. And yes. so there, there you have it. If a, if an mm -hmm. actor is the what an athlete of the heart of the heart, yeah. So this is there's a performative aspect in there. Yes. Because we're always, like Marlon Brando said in this famous interview with, with Dick Cavett in the 70s, we're all actors in some mm -hmm. form of capacity. Exactly, yes, yes, yes. And so... And, and also, and, if you're in, if, if, if you're, if I, I imagine, I don't know what the enlightened state is like, but if you were in the enlightened state, the only reason you would present yourself to other people would be to bring them into the enlightened state also. So, so you wouldn't be doing that um, j just to act you, you wouldn't you otherwise you could just be silent and, and die right <laughs> you know there's something about the whole thing that is is uh, not ordinary right i think you know the, the the term enlightenment is a bit complicated because yes yes a, yeah we can okay, talk but about if, that if well, we just agree, stay yeah. with the definition of uh, an athlete of the heart yeah right which is a beautiful expression yeah and we are all actors and then there will be people who are better than then than uh, everybody else, and those will be the the celebrities of the future who can display in normal life uh, the range of their heart athleticism, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so for everybody to see, because it's transparent. Now you see when Gal Gadot and Mel Gibson do that, they are not. It's not authentic. It's not beautiful what they're doing. Yeah, you know, or yeah. Yeah, 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 but the point in, in 50 or 200 years will be there will because society still needs that kind well, of role models. I guess the original shamans were were they were they were the actors and they were also the medicine men and they were also the politician right. and they were also the diplomat. 
um, they, they, so, so they were the ultimate actor. They could inhabit all of the different roles, right? Right. And they could go in between, you know, as, as Alexander says, in between the tribes and they could, so, 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 um, so there, there is a sort of, so I guess what you're saying is that the actor evolves into the, the, the shaman. Yeah, or other and the shaman does creates magic. He changes the society through his some, yeah. his his. He goes into chaos and brings back brings back some some new information and 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 insight and and um, so he's I think able you're completely to completely right. But I think other people will be selected for the job because now you see um, that basically the wrong people are selected to be celebrities because they're all fucking idiots. Well, they're all kind of idiots because they're they're just trained monkeys, right? They're good at at, at playing the, playing a, a a pre. They're good at following the script, a pre-scripted you know game, right? But uh, but but a, the re, a real actor is the one that goes like, whoa, like what is that? There's a gap in the script, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, something appears, something, and you know, can, even today, and with good actors, you you see that, right? We don't want to insult all the actors, but the, you know, the, I don't know if Will Smith is a good actor or not, but, 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 you know, Marlon Brando or whatever, what is, what is shockingly shocking about him is how he inhabits. He, he, he gives you this sort of gap experience, you know, <gasps> what is that? Yeah. This you, is, you, I mean, you, if you, you gaze I mean, into the abyss. No, or, he was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because if you have seen this famous interview with Dick Cavett, he, he was a master psychologist. You yeah. know, he had such a deep insight into the human psyche that was that was kind of shocking about it, you know. And so, but I think, I think again, there will be celebrity, but different people will be selected for that. You mm -hmm. know, who can you can be role models in a on, in a way more authentic and and proper way, and not just these trained monkeys, as you say. You know, this, yeah. this true yeah. these people who have. Well, I don't like the way I'm, I don't like the idea of role model too much because. I think the shaman is not exactly a role model. He's not getting people to copy him. He's sort of teaching the people to be themselves. So they're not to modeling. Of course, there's a modeling process that goes on. That, that's true, but that's not the uh, the end game. Yeah, well, but if you look at Hollywood as it is, it's about role models. Well, that's what's wrong with Hollywood. I mean, yeah, is it though? That's nobody really believes that these people are role models. I mean. Are, are no, not now, people, but they did like all those people years. singing the song "Imagine" during the pandemic. Are those yeah, now? Models? They're babies. It's like, come on, give me a break. They're not yeah, role now, models. but eighty years ago, or oh, eighty years, years ago, ago, yes, they were sort of uh, not, well, role models. It's, they were they, 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 they were teaching the heart. They were teaching pathos. They were teaching. They, they weren't. They weren't role models in the sense of priests being role models, or 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 they weren't. You know, or or philosophers, or. But they were role models in the sense of, of perhaps they had they still had a, a magic. Um, they were still they still they, they could still terrify and enchant you, right? Right. But I, I think, think that's like, the definition of a good actor. He terrifies and enchants you at the same time. Exactly, and I think it's in, in the in the DNA of Hollywood to do that. Of celebrity when otherwise it works we, when it's other, when it's good. Most of it, as we know most of otherwise it we wouldn't mm -hmm. perpetuate that system there mm -hmm. has to be a deeper meaning to why as a society we created that kind of system of so, because what it does what it is it is, is a way of self-reflection that's mm -hmm. what hollywood is you know it's like it's society looking at itself 
and proposing some modes of behavior and some role models. That's what Hollywood is basically about. Well, it's that's society. a bit utilitarian, isn't it? I mean, it's society looking at itself. Because Oscar Wilde would say, no, there's, it's, not a, it's not about good or evil. It's not about how to behave. It's about sort of mm, this, this mysterious. No, it's exactly about how to behave. Because you have a given, in every movie, you have a given situation and the protagonist has to behave in a certain way to overcome an obstacle or achieve something or whatever. It's always about behavioral display. Yeah, but, but that's when it's a, um, it's, it's that's when it's a low, low form of art, you know, like when there's some sort of, you know, I think Tarantino is a pretty good filmmaker and his his films are not overtly moralistic about how to behave. No, but no, I'm not talking about that level. I'm talking about the autopoetic thing because even, oh, even are, just you mean because a, the, the role the, model that the fact that whatever Hollywood churns out to please people and um, no, what Tarantino is doing in our time is to proposing a type of type of female archetype, you know, yeah, that's, that's what he's preoccupied with. In all his movies, it's like strong female characters. And so he teaches what he shows through his movies is how for women to behave. Oh, I see, I see what you're saying, I guess. Yeah, I have to think about that a little bit. Um, how to behave, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Hollywood and this is, it's society telling her, herself how to behave. That's what Hollywood is about on the deepest level of an analysis. It's not about fame and money and blah and scandals or what. No, it's like society reflecting upon itself. Hmm. You know? And so, and it will continue to do so because it's a self-perpetuating system. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. And it moves into from movie into TV into longer, more like, let's say, uh, drawn out stories with more characters and. Um, right. Yeah. But I was, I was watching uh, Peaky, Peaky Blinders, I think it's right. called Peaky mm -hmm. Blinders. Uh, yeah. You know, what I like about that show is that it's totally stylized and totally dramatic. Yeah. You know, and that's what I like. What I don't like is when things are just so banal and ordinary and, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think, I think if, if, I think filmmakers need to avoid the ordinary, oh, avoid the banal, avoid the just everyday, avoid the, so then you have these kind of mediocre, um, I don't know, Tom Hanks kind of people that are fundamentally I, no, I get what not, you're saying, but you know what's the interesting thing about Peaky Blinders is? Hmm. Because, to, because the role model that is peddled to young men, that is a hipster form of Michael Corleone, because that's what Thomas Shelby is. Sure. You know, he's ruthless, but he's super, super well-dressed and super... You, you would know. call that a role model? Of course, it's a hipster role model. You know, well, okay, I guess it's a model. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, when I, I'm, it, but there's not a moral, um, well, there is more, yeah, there's a deep kind of tragedy. It's like, don't show your point. emotions, you know, just mm -hmm. get the thing done. It's like, it's the Michael Corleone kind of thing, you mm -hmm, know, it's like, yeah. and mm -hmm. so it's, 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 a, in, in that way, it's a kind of conservative kind of show because it's not about men and their emotions, 
although in the last seasons, you know, Thomas Shelby is battling some demons, let's say. But Oh, I think it is about men and their emotions. I think it's incredibly emotional. Yeah, but it's not self-indulgent in a way or sees that how I'm suffering. It's it's about, you know, it's a... It's a it's but there's a, a style to it. There's a formal right. style to it. And that's what I like if it has a formal style. Because then it's not and then it's not just blah 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 then it's it's um right right but it's you, still you, it's still a role model for the young abyss, men say. what mm -hmm. it's still okay. a role it's yeah. still a role model whatever yeah. it is you know and then you have his brother who is like i i don't know how far you watched you know but he is yeah. his brother's uh is uh is a uh, is a is a monster like a Drug addict, and a, yeah, exactly. And so, that's but he's like also the, he's also uh, he's got this sensitive know? side, and he's completely unpredictable and dangerous, and right. Whereas he's got everything under control, and but the show says very clearly, be be that one and don't be that one. Yeah, fair, fair enough, fair enough. No, no, I I I, I follow I follow what you're saying. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> But what I but but it's still there's still an anarchistic side to Thomas Shelby. It's like don't fall don't 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 follow the status quo. Don't um, even though he is kind of the status quo. You know, it's a depiction of how to be an alpha in the year 2022. Okay. No? But it's like, he's tragic. Yeah, it's tragic. Don't but don't follow the rules, do your thing. Okay, fair enough. There's a yeah. There was a great scene actually where he he picks he uh, somebody says why do you do what you do and he picks up his gun and he points it at that person and says you're right right he says he points it at him and he says uh, and he says because I can why, do the yeah because and then he puts the gun away and he says because I can do that did you feel that yeah yeah you know, exactly I, I can make I can I can I can show you the abyss yes uh huh so right that, that was very very interesting. No, because I, I, there are two other shows, Euphoria and AD83. I, I don't know if we talked about this, but this is like... AD83, I don't know that one. What's that about? So, no, it's, it's, uh, it's the two shows, both about women. And Euphoria about, is about liberal, progressive women. And AD83 is about, you know, a conservative kind of woman, like in the track uh, of a family to go to Montana in the year AD83. And, you know, and, and the... the girl basically embodies all the good and true american values you know the 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 good ones whereas mm -hmm. the pro the progressive euphoria series they're all completely messed up the girls you know and so uh, because the the shows aired at the same time like literally at the same time it's like two different ways of for like role models for for girls to be you could you could be liberal and have drug problems and you know it's like everything is messed up in your life and there are scandals here and scandals there or you have like this very stern kind of yeah West, the conservative Western. woman yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, I, I i strangely i found the 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 western role model the conservative way more interesting because it was like it was like because it said so much about the American character, you know, mm -hmm. the, the good one. Mm -hmm. And and I found that that duality of those shows, I, I found that very interesting. Especially because like in, 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 in context of the, you know, of the of the role models that were, you know, shown there. Right, right. 
Yeah, well, the, the conservative role model is the person who has it all together, was, is, 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 is a realist and somewhat ruthless. Um, and, then the, the, uh, and then the progressive role model is, is the sort of freak, the beautiful freak and tragic freak or something like that. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, but, you know, it's like uh, the conservative woman, the girl, she was all about, you know, this uh, basic American values like freedom. And there are like these beautiful monologues where she says, uh, no, freedom is not about control and freedom is not about what you can do. You know, that is, uh, you know, so, but freedom is, you know, to, to ride on a horse's back in undiscovered country and enjoy the moment as it is, as it appears to you. Right. And so this American spirit like this, I'm venturing, I'm venturing into the unknown and and I'm, you know, I'm on the horse's back and, and the sun is go down and I'm here now. And this is so American, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's, you know, and then that was so beautifully done in that series, you know, that good side of America. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Well, you know. Yeah, and then you go to America and you yeah, see well, something yeah, else sure. completely. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. That's something else completely, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's very interesting. Uh, this, this uh, let's say, a progression of the models of, you know, the, the models of, of society. Those, right. How the progression is... is What are the models we have today? Uh, you know, I, was, I had a Canadian friend visit me yesterday and I, I thought, whoa, this is like, I haven't been to Canada in a while and, and Canada has changed. The, its models have changed. Right. Every, you know, every, his daughter is a lesbian and, and, and his, his friend has renamed himself Daisy and is getting trans, is a trans <laughs> you know anyway there's all these wildly progressive things going on in canada that i i, I kind of missed because i was in france right um, and, and i'm looking at the, these canadians and I'm like, whoa they're they're so different than they were when i used to live there right and they're, they're, there's a whole new set of models and archetypes yeah and i think you know celebrity and movies that they, they won't vanish you know and i don't think you know there will be a progression of of these kind of things. And we had 80 years of, you know, the superficiality. And let's, let's just imagine we have 80 years of messy people. And what happens after that, you know, when the integration mm -hmm, mm -hmm. begins of all of this, you know, because mm -hmm, it's like we, mm -hmm. I think we have to look at a phenomenon like celebrity or, you know, like a societal system, like, in, you know, from, from the broader scale, like let's say 500 years. So we're just mm -hmm. 100 years in, in terms of celebrity how will that develop in the long run de develop oh, yeah well maybe unless these are the final days of the kali yuga and, and yeah well that's everything yeah, is yeah, just sure, kind of falling be apart before sure. the, a new a new a period appears sure that can be so what is happening right now is it the same is it the same old things just kind of going back and forth between you know idealized version of reality and chaos Just, just to sort of, or, or is, is it, is there, is there a progression uh, towards an end of a certain historical epoch that will lead to a new? That's the question, a, yes. And a, a new historical epoch. Um, that's kind of, I've been wrestling with that a lot. Yeah. So what's your conclusion? I don't have a conclusion. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I kind of want to leave the question open rather than come to a conclusion at this point. There's, I don't, I don't have a conclusion. Mm. Um, but I, I, but I think you know, Pascal is going to talk about a, a, he who wrote this article, apocalyptarian. Yeah, and uh, and and so I think we're in apocalyptic times in the sense we're in the times of things kind of falling apart. But I think in apocalyptic times are also when the new world starts to reveal itself. So it's not Armageddon. It's not the end of the world. It's not. We don't have to get depressed or anything like that. I mean, even though there are a lot of depressing events going on around, uh, but it, it's very, very interesting because um, uh, as things fall apart, something new starts to appear. So, so I, I have this image of sort of moving towards this sort of ultimate kind of decadence and 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 and, and collapse and and and, and chaos and. And then, and then, and then, and then this this new world starting to appear. Right. Isn't there like an American saying, uh, "Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst"? Yeah. Because, like, I, I know what you're saying. I, I don't. Want, I I'm not saying hope for the best. I, I don't want to hope for the best. No, but what I mean to say is, like, I, you know, I don't want to prepare for the I worst either. I, I I think that they, it's just observing. The the uh, the movements of of time. No, but I know the saying: everything is getting better. Everybody's everything stays the same. Everything is getting worse, and everything of that three at the same time. I know that sentiment, right? Mm -hmm. And um, might be maybe everything goes to shit. Maybe the new emerges. But the 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 thing is that if I look at the Ukraine crisis and only that, you know, and I bl blot blot out everything else. For me, the, the feeling that I have is just, you know, I see a, a big avalanche unfolding and the events unfolding and that avalanche, you know, will, will swallow us whole, you know, because we're so attuned to just looking from day to day, you know, on the events. But if you just look at from a broader scale, you know, the, the chance that, you know, that will be a catastrophic event that, you know, that uh, increases by the day. Mm -hmm. basically it doesn't get but it better. is catastrophic and it is terrible and, and all these things I, I, you know I, i don't want to make light of that in any way whatsoever but at the same time um uh, uh i have the feeling that i have the feeling that well there was something in the new york times about this is the first global war in the sense everybody's watching it right uh and everybody's seeing what it is and seeing what war is And the fact that we can all see what that is in visually in in, 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 in a visceral kind of way, um, if there is any kind of hope, you know, I would say that it's that I don't like the word hope because it's like wishful wishing for something to be better than what it is. I'd rather stay with what something is. Right. I, but I think that the I feel that I feel that we can if we can really absorb what war is, then then. In that way, then we can't. You know, it's it's unbearably, it's so unbearable, and it and it can't cannot continue because it's just, you know, game over, right? And that people when people feel how unbearable that situation is, right? Even just a little bit, then you know, because because then then there there would be. I don't like even like the word peace. It's not peace. It's it's um it's it's something better. It's something like you know, 
it's like a world that is not just going between peace and war and peace right. and war and peace and war and peace and war, but something some, yeah, again. So this is what this, this kind of after the Kali Yuga, the golden age, a new golden age, not that we will ever see that golden age, but, but that, that little parts of it start to appear to, to, to us. I just found it all too, too complicated, you know, Mm -hmm. like yesterday, day, day, yesterday or the day before yesterday, um, the, the Washington Post, you know, published an article which basically said that, you know, Scholz, the German chancellor, mm -hmm. went to, you know, what's his name, the Ukraine president mm -hmm. and proposed that that was beginning of February that he said, okay, so don't uh, abstain from your NATO uh, endeavors and we will have a peace treaty between Biden and Putin ready to sign. And the president said no. And that, you know, and so there are atrocities being made from, from the Russians, but he could have said yes and could have avoided all of this, but he didn't want to. And that that's, you know, the complexities of the situation is... Yeah, but what do you do, bend over? Uh, you know? No, because uh, you don't have to enforce uh, the... Uh, you know, Ukraine being member of, of the, uh, the NATO, you don't, mm. because mm. it worked like, well, the last 70 years, more or less, at least. You yeah. Know? Well, But he was put, the, re the reason was he was pushing for, for, um, for being a um, NATO member, and Scholz said, abstain from it, and everything will be all right. Oh, really? He didn't want oh. to. And so, it's complicated. It's so complicated. It's complicated, yeah. You almost don't want to comment on it because everything is also changing and, and perspectives are shifting all the time. And, and so... Uh, mm -hmm. And so... I mean, I, I don't... But I'm this, interested, I'm wondering, you know, because the Vietnam... Remember the Vietnam Russian War... Actions. I'm just saying that it's a multifaceted, complex picture and it doesn't seem to get easier. Yeah. That and is it, what I want to say. Yeah, no, sure. So I mean, so the Vietnam War, in a sense, because it was televised, created this huge anti-war sentiment, right? And the whole kind of, you know, which had its problems as well in the '60s. But so, so I'm wondering if if there will be an, a huge anti-war sentiment arising from, like a global anti-war sentiment arising from the unbearable intimacy of this of the images of the, this war that is is. Yeah, what if there's a, a pro-war sentiment emerging in society? That's okay. what I, that's maybe what I that's, fear. Maybe that's, maybe, that's, maybe that's also possible. I, who knows? No, because you, you, in the social media, you read it like, oh, we have to take a stance against Putin and we have to send military and we have to do this. We have to, you know, we have to be strong. We have to, don't, we don't bend over. But, you know, if you look at it from a bird's eye view, that will just escalate the problem. And that's what I'm trying to say. Well, both, uh, you know, but if you don't do anything, then you're just, you're just allowing a dictator to, um, to, yeah, to take its Russian troops, drunken Russian troops into uh, Ukraine and killing families. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it seems to be impossible on all sides. So, so, so what we, what we just hope is the situation will col collapse, you know, on, on itself and, and, uh, And it won't lead to to uh, to escalation. It will just sort of implode, <laughs> you know. But it just keeps going. So, who knows? Who knows?
when at, at one point at which point is it prudent to bend over to avoid global catastrophe yeah that's the question yeah i mean in dostoevsky he said even if you if you is it is it is it would you, could you call, just to save one child is it right to to kill um or i've got that wrong it's like okay one child is worth the whole world in a sense mm. that's that's what dostoevsky you know that's this kind of spiritual statement of dostoevsky so i don't know i you know i don't i don't know so I, okay I, so I let's no let's uh, i have a last story and then we wrap it up because mm -hmm. i think that fits in, uh, beautifully to to our two topics basically because yesterday i saw this fantastic series it's called atlanta from um Childish Gambino, you know, uh, D Donald Glover. It's oh, I saw the early ones. He's it's, great. It's, it's yeah, a fantastic, it's a fantastic series. So, and it so is, this yeah. new se uh, series, the third uh, uh, season has an episode, the new one, which basically plays outside of the narrative of the, of the, of the show. And it imagines it's a scenario where the black people in America get reparations for, you know, for the slavery 250 years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the, the setup is, If um, your grandparents would have slaved owners, the mm -hmm. uh, um, people who live now who are descendants could sue you and you have to pay a tax, like slave owner tax, like 15% or whatever of your income. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And so and the, 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 the episode focused on the problems that emerged with that kind of setup. But the interesting point Then Donald Glover was making is okay because the issue is that our country is cursed by this issue of race and racism and <laughs> slavery. It's 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 a curse. How yeah. can we lift that curse? And maybe we can lift it if whites would just take a hit this time, as the black did when they were slaves, and just comply to the tax, and then by that we can lift the curse and. It's a, it's a it's a thing and, and it's a very it's a good argument that he makes in that in that episode you know because you have to lift that curse and maybe it's all right because is that the way oh, no, I see. It, no but the question is I think that I think that I don't know karma, if it's the way, karma in a way plays its course like the karma you don't have to do it intentionally and if you tried to you would you would you would wreck it <laughs> um, yeah, but but it's the same question maybe the whites have to bend over in order to lift the curse. And it has to be a sacrifice for the sake and the well-being of the whole society. That's, that's the argument, right? Because the blacks, they did it 200 years ago, yeah. right? And I can understand that argument. It doesn't mean that I would, you know, I can understand that. So you have, you have a sacrifice that you make in order to uh, have a healthy society. Same question in terms of, of, of the Ukraine. Hmm. Maybe the West has to bend over in order to avoid global catastrophe. You can well, make it that already is. I think in a way it is because it's not, it's not can't fight back. It's not fighting back. It's just doing um, more and more sanctions. It's not, it's not, it's not, it, can't, it cannot, it's impotent. It can't fight back. Well, so that is true. its sacrifice. The, the, the UK is already pondering sending military equipment. Oh yeah. I mean, they're sending the, the Ukrainians weapons and stuff, but they haven't, they're not joining the conflict, you know, 
they're not they're not they have to they have to kind of be very careful and that is the sacrifice no doubt they'll make a bunch of stupid mistakes and (laughs) you know i don't know yeah but that's the issue you know but just bending over i don't think is 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 the right thing to do i mean i just don't think it is i think i think i think what i mean personally i think again it's it's on the most intimate level it's it's like okay you, you don't you know you have to be able yeah you do have to make a sacrifice that's true so what's that sacrifice going to be in i mean me, the, it's like, the war goes on for 60 days now you yeah. see all the atrocities or 45 days you see all the atrocities like look just look back look look in the future like 60 days and and realize that a tiny mistake can lead to catastrophe mm-hmm. what do you do that's the issue, you know. I think. Yeah. What What do you do? Is yeah. You You're very careful, and you and you. Don't go into beast mode. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Oh, I just lost my earphones. Sorry. Give me a second. I think we got it, Andrew. <laughs>